podcast. I am doing something a little different this episode. This is a sneak peek at my friend Cheryl's podcast. She's the host of the Hearts of Gold podcast, which is where she interviews Gold Award Girl Scouts about their Gold Award project and their experience and what they've learned. And you get to hear from these incredible young women about all their amazing projects. So a little different from what we do around here, but probably will be interesting to a lot of the same people. So we had this idea to do a feed swap. So she is running one of our episodes in her feed on her podcast this week, and I am sharing one of her episodes with you. So I hope you love this. It's the Hearts of Gold podcast. You can find it anywhere you like listening to podcasts. Make sure you go subscribe, leave a review, let her know she's doing great. And that there are people listening who care about her work and her effort. And I'm sure we'll have Cheryl back on again real soon. Welcome to Hearts of Gold. Today we have Haley with us. Hi, Haley. Can you tell us about your Girl Scout Gold Award project? I created a video interviewing original Troop 6000 girls, which is um, a Girl Scout troop designed for girls and women living in the New York City shelter system. So I created the video for incoming girls into the troop. And the video highlights the girls' experience in the shelter, um, the impact of Troop 6000, and their take on the stigma surrounding homelessness. I wanted girls to feel secure with their decision to join the troop and know that they are entering a community full of love and sisters who understand them. Can you tell us more about Troop 6000 and why it is so inspiring, how you are a part of it, and why this was so important for you as your Gold Award project? Back in 2016, my family and I lost our home due to condos being built next door. Um, at the time, my mother had five kids, so it was almost impossible to find a home, an affordable home for six in New York City. We were placed in the shelter system, and it was one of the scariest moments of our lives. It was a situation that we had no control over. We didn't know how long we would be there or any knowledge of the shelter system. I immediately felt the energy shift when we had moved in. It was such a gloomy environment and everyone was isolated. We had seen a lot of girls in the hallways, but never like conversed with them. So my mother decided to start a troop because she had seen the opportunities Girl Scouts had provided us. My sisters and I were Scouts prior to living in the shelter. Um, she saw the community and sisterhood that he gave us and wanted to give girls living in the shelter that same thing. When the troop first began, girls joined because they took a chance on us. They trusted our word that it would be fun or joined the troop because they saw the flyers that we put up. I created this video because I thought it would give girls some background on the troop and reasons to join. You know, it's one thing to hear adults tell you to join, but it's another to hear your sister scouts who have firsthand experiences of the troop. Troop 6000 has gotten a lot of media attention. How does that make you feel as a member of the troop? And what do you want people to take away from that media attention in general? We are a very special troop. We are living in the shelter system, but really that's the only difference about us. We are just like any other Girl Scout troop. You know, we do the meetings, we're making change in our community, we're selling cookies, we're sisters. And I just, I really hope that Troop 6000 helps break that stigma surrounding homelessness. A lot of people have false perceptions of homeless people. And I really hope that Troop 6000 um, breaks that. My favorite part of Troop 6000 is the sisterhood. It's really reaching out to those who are in the same circumstances, even though those circumstances are not what you would cho probably choose for yourself. Can you give an example of that sisterhood in action? When the troop first started, we had connected so quick. It was crazy. Like 
the first meeting we were already making friends and talking like we knew each other for years and I think that bond was built so quick because we were all in that same situation and like we understood each other and we didn't know anybody outside of our families who were like that so it was nice to have that bond and have that connection with each other which is why I think we created like such a great bond and like we're sisters. What was your biggest challenge during your project and how did you overcome it? I can't just give you one because I had three obstacles that were equally challenging. Um, I originally planned on interviewing 10 girls but only had the chance of doing seven, three of which were my sisters. The girls have such busy lives with school and family so it was hard for their schedules to fit with mine. It was still great. The video came out great and I did have a lot of perspectives into my video. Um, communication was also tricky. I had to constantly reach out to girls and parents to be sure they were okay with filming, getting back consent forms, and we're on time for interviews, which were done on Zoom. And um, I did reach out multiple times, but they did work with me. They were really cooperative, so that was great. And also, it took me a long time to find a good editing app. <laughs> I searched on Safari. I searched on YouTube. I've asked people if, if they had any good recommendations, and I did download around two, but it was really complicated and I ended up switching over to iMovie, which was a little confusing at first and time consuming, but after a couple of hours, I did get the hang of it, so it was good. Who else was on your team and where did you get the resources that you needed to create a video? My sister, Karina, who's also a Girl Scout, was on my team. She helped me and she did bring those editing skills to the table. She does edit and she likes to make her own videos, so that was really helpful for me. Um, my mother, who is also a troop leader, really helped me with connecting with parents and girls and she had the information and she helped me create media consent forms and also Marlinda who works for Girl Scouts she was always on top of me and made sure that I was getting what I had to do in a timely manner and she was always there to help me if I had any issues and brainstorm them together and so I had a really good team and supportive team. What did you learn about the Gold Award process as you went through it that you didn't know before and might be helpful for other girls? I faced a lot of challenges along the way, and I did feel like giving up or was unsure about what I, where I wanted to go with my project, but I had to keep remembering why I was doing it in the first place, which was to make a difference in my community and in the world. I really think that your passion and your dedication and your perseverance really pushes you and motivates you to keep going. You know, Girl Scouts has shaped me into a leader over the past eight years and for, has prepared me for this journey, so I'm glad I stuck with it and advocated for an issue so important. What is a favorite memory from your project? I think the interview process was the most fun for me. I know a lot of the time I'm the one getting interviewed. So it was fun being on the other side and interviewing girls and just seeing their perspectives and um, some of their favorite memories of being in, in Trip 6000. And it was nice to see how everyone had similar yet different answers. And it was really fun to talk to them and catch up. I know during the pandemic, we haven't really been able to see each other. So it was nice to catch up on Zoom and just chat. What did you learn about yourself during the project and or what skill did you enhance the most as an outcome of the project? I don't mean to like to my own horn, but I think that I'm a really good organizer. I was able to put this together. It was a lot of work. I had to reach out to a lot of people and a lot of girls and figure out how I would edit the video creative. I've never made a video before. I had to really mature and I had to step into my big girl shoes and <laughs> reach out there. It took a lot of communication skills and reaching out to people and socializing. And I do suffer from anxiety. So that was really scary, but I did put myself out there and I'm glad I did because I created something that I know is going to make a difference. Working through that anxiety, which can be really hard to do, 
hopefully gives you confidence for the next project in the future. You talked about your organizational skills. How do you balance the time with your troop mates, the time that you had to spend on your Gold Award project, school, and other activities that you're involved in? I had to make a schedule and plan it out because if it's not planned out, then I will be a mess. So I do have a calendar where I put, I list all my assignments that I have to do, any classes and any work. And after I was done scheduling my stuff for school, I would look at any free times I had and I would take that time. If it was an hour, 30 minutes, two hours, I would use all that time just to um, put work towards my project. And I, I used it very wisely and it was helpful and scheduling out a plan and agenda was, was great. <laughs> it helped me a lot. You are the first member of Troop 6000 to earn the Girl Scout Gold Award. So congratulations on that. What are you taking away from the process to make sure that other girls in Troop 6000 have the opportunity to also try and earn their Gold Award? Age does not affect the impact that you can have in your community. I think that the youth is constantly underestimated and we do bring a lot to the table. We do have an open mind and we have so many perspectives, perspectives that we can offer. And, you know, there's so many girls earning their gold award, which is amazing and showing that they too can make a difference in the world. And I really do that. I hope that inspires other girls in Troop 6000 to get gold, their gold award and to keep fighting for change in the world. What other Girl Scout memories do you have that you'd like to share? Selling cookies is my favorite part about Girl Scouts. And the first time that Troop 6000 sold cookies was at um, the Kellogg's building in the city. And it was really fun to be able to stack cookies and get customers' orders, organize them, hand them out, talk to people. And it, it was really fun. It was really organized. It was really girl-led, which I really enjoyed. You know, there was just a whole bunch of little Girl Scouts running around with tablets and car readers and cookies, yelling out orders. Um, it was really fun. And I think it was a really memorable um, cookie sale. And what was the troop's goal for that first sale? 6,000 boxes. And did you achieve it? We exceeded that goal. <laughs> Congratulations, Girl Scouts. Thank you. What are your future plans? I am currently studying business at St. John's right now. I'm a first year student. Um, I hope to one day when I graduate, start my own business selling um, natural hair products for girls with curly hair, teaching them to embrace their curls. Um, when I was transitioning and starting my own curly hair journey, I was living in the shelter. Um, money was tight and I didn't have the resources that I needed. So I do want to be able to help um, low-income families in the future with their process and just teaching them how to take care of their hair. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to share? Homelessness does not have an image. I think that a lot of people have this um, perception in their head of what a homeless person looks like. And I too once had that. So I, I don't blame you, but homelessness can happen to anyone. And it's really scary. And I just think that you need to be very mindful of that and just be sure to spread kindness and love to others and be careful how you talk to people. How do you make your s'mores? Okay, so a lot of people aren't a fan of my technique, but I love to burn my entire marshmallow. I let it catch on fire and sit there until the fire goes out or until the whole marshmallow is black. And then once I'm done, I, I squish it in between the chocolate and the s'mores. But that's like the best way to do it because when you do it like that, it's really gooey and makes a s'more 10 times better. You have to try it. I love these s'mores. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Make sure to click follow or subscribe so you always know when new episodes are released. And don't forget to power your passion and conquer your challenges.